Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nicole Leon. Let's keep the Coffee Talk Party brewing each Sunday from 5 to 8 p.m., Tuesdays from 3 to 6 p.m., and Fridays from 1 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear jazz, great R&B, soul, and funk influences. Stay tuned and you'll hear jazz past and jazz still to come. Be sure to tune in and listen with your host, Miss Bridget, right here on Coffee Talk Jazz Radio. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to this beautiful, gorgeous Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, my God, you guys. It is so pretty in Southern California. Today is Sunday the 13th, and we are kicking off this Super Bowl Sunday with one of my favorite saxophonists on the planet. We have been riding high for a really, really, really long time. His name is Tony Exum Jr. Oh, boy. Let me give him a proper introduction. He is a BSE recording, Sony recording artist. He is a contemporary jazz, R&B, funk, soul, songwriter, poetry sounds. I'm telling you, he's been riding high for a really long time. We have so many great things to talk about his charting, him as an actor, um, him get, uh, getting a new recording deal. It's all in the mix. And I want to welcome my friend to the show, Tony Exum Jr. T.E.J., what's up, well, hello. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> oh, my God. How are you doing, dear? You. I am doing so good. I'm so happy that you're here, and thank you for adding me to this Super Bowl Sunday Um Fans are still hanging out, so we want to welcome our national and international audience to the platform. And the game, you guys, it starts late. It starts late. It starts late. So we decided to have the show early. Uh, I am right up the street from the SoFi Stadium, and I tell you, the helicopters, the helicopters, and everything in the airspace. I wish you guys were here. I'm going to see if I can take some photos and post those later, because you guys will not believe the kind of security that is happening. Uh, right here in Southern California. But now, I want to get to my very special guest. Tony, you have been doing some big things for a really, really long time. But the first thing I want to do is I want to congratulate you um, because you are the first contemporary jazz artist on the BSE um, recording label, President Louis Humphreys and Marcus Dupree, Vice President of Operations. They saw you and said, what? <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it's a uh, it's a blessing how it came about. You know, it wasn't something that I expected. You know, okay. I was honestly I was okay. I was okay being an indie artist. I, I as you know, I was like I'm gonna make this yeah. happen, and uh, you know, one way or another, and you know, and worked really hard and stayed on the grind for the last you know ten years or so. And right yeah. as things are starting to pick up get a phone call one time I was in New Orleans as a matter of fact getting ready to play uh, this spot called Cafe Istanbul and um, got a call and that's when I met Lou you know and we talked a little bit and 
in a few weeks later we talked again and uh you know just kind of developed a relationship and you know he was like hey uh we want we want you on the team and sent me a contract wow. you know Marcus he he had been you know in my corner for a number of years you know through his uh radio network Sparks network and Sparks TV uh, he goes by DJ Sparks and uh you know I've been on a show we've done shows together so he's been like one of those people that just had your back like like you you know, just been really supportive and encouraging and, you know, opening up doors. And, yeah. uh, but that's what happened. So, I mean, I, I I still sometimes have to remember that I'm signed because I'm such an indie guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an indie guy. I'm like, I, I, I'm always doing it for myself. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I got I to gotta do this. I got to get this done. And it's like, wait a minute, man. You have a team. You have people in your corner. Um, and there's things that are going to start happening. So I, I, I'm just kind of sitting back now and saying, okay, you get ready to just write and play and perform. And, you know, there's some things being laid out in front of you. So uh, like my label mate said, you know, he says, uh, that's Omar Wilson. He said, you know, put me in the A-list places, and I'll show you why I deserve to be there. And that's what I'm going to do. So. Right. Wow. That's a really powerful statement because, you know, as an independent artist and with so many seasoned sax players and just musicians across the globe, a lot of times, sometimes people feel like you don't belong, you know, in the room. And that can be really challenging. So, number mm-hmm. one, I yes. really want to congratulate you on your tenacity to never get up because you and I, we understand this grind. Right. And I share with people if you are in this for money, then you're not going to last very long because the money doesn't the money doesn't come at the very beginning. And not to say that it's not right. going to come. Um, I think that sometimes people really have this delusion of grandeur, and I go, they think it's like all glamorous. So it's like, no, you've got to be, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, it, and people say, oh my God, you're so lucky. It's like what? Like I'm 15 years in. Luck? What? No. How about W O R K? And my sleeves are rolled up, and we're talking. 14, 16-hour yeah. days, you know what I mean? We're talking 14, 16-hour yeah. days on the on the phone, you know, at events, networking, you know, building relationships, collaborating, you know, who do you know? And um, sometimes, you know, like I know that I had been a springboard for other people. It may not necessarily have been for me to work with them, and I'm okay with that because I begin to recognize that, pretty early on because when it's a good fit, it's just going to fit. And when it's not, if you have to force it, I mean, to me, that means that's a closed door and I'm okay with that because I don't want to be in a room where I'm not supposed to be because maybe I'm taking up space for somebody else. Do you kind of feel like that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because I had this conversation uh, with, with Lou one time about just um, the idealism that goes behind what we do. And because we make it look good and because it's 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 ready for <laughs> the consumption, you know, it's like when you go to your favorite restaurant, you know that food is going to come out looking incredible. But no one thinks about who's sweating back there, you know, with the apron on, making sure that all those meals are done at a certain time and, and cooked to your, your liking or to perfection or, you know, how it's put on the plate. You know, one one of the biggest art forms, in I think, in the world, is, is 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 in the culinary tip, <clears throat> just making the food look desirable. Right. You know, there's an art to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's an art to what yeah. we do in terms of presentation, and 
just because we have the talent or gift to play an instrument or to write music or perform said music doesn't necessarily mean that we have all the tools and resources all the time to present it the way we want to. Sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Sometimes we have to go without. Sometimes we have to sit back and just wait and, and, and watch your peers, you know, just move on mm-hmm. up and get to the stratosphere and you're like, dang, what is it going to be my turn, you know? And you try not to feel sorry for yourself or feel like you're entitled, but you, you're putting in the work and so you're just waiting for, you know, that, that season to come, you know, for for your mm-hmm. time. And, you know, I was told a long time ago, don't wait for your big break, just be prepared for when it comes. Mm-hmm. So that's always been my mentality. Like, I'm like I'll, I'll just be ready when I get that phone call. So when I got that phone call, I was like, okay, because, you know, certain things have been laid out that by myself by all the years of of uh, of all the work that, you know, that we've done. And I've watched you do the same thing. I mean, you're right. We go so far back. You know, I was telling a friend mm-hmm. of mine recently, like, okay, so I, I won an award 10 years ago, almost 11 years ago from you, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, Radio so, right. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, it's a pleasure <laughs> to First of all, it's a blessing to still be here 11 years later to talk about this. That part, yeah. You know, <laughs> let me just say that first. Let me just thank wow. the Most High and our Lord and Savior that I can sit here in this car yes. with my sunroof up yes. in this beautiful day. A lot of cloud in the sky in Colorado. We just got done having some snow and woke up this morning wow. to a cloudless sky and warm weather. And I can get on this phone and... Now, all these years later, I remember the conversations we had back then when I won that award, and here I am on your right, show again. Right. Now it's fine artists. And right, so that's just right. like coming full circle, and, 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 and God does that to you sometimes. He brings you back and reminds you, you know, that, hey, I've been around. I've been with you. I was there when you was, you know, now look, you know, right. don't don't forget. Right. So that's, that's right, let me right. just say that first and foremost, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a trip, and I think that uh, – you know, more and more artists would realize that some things are seasonal, some things are are uh, part of the marathon. So, you know, it's been it's been cool, but um, I'm just happy to say that you know I'm looking forward to the future. You know, with uh, with BSE and and everything else. You know that that I've I've been able to been blessed to do over the years. And you know, there's still those those days where you just feel like, man, what am I doing? But there's other days when you yeah. realize that you. you you understood your assignment, so you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you said so many poignant things. I mean, just to go back to the Coffee Talk Jazz Radio Awards and to have over 10,000 fans to vote you in because it was just like, um, it, was a, it was like the second award show that we had done. Right. But we had, nev- we had never seen the kind of, of um, support um, with the second award show um, with the first award show that we got and the second award show. And, I mean, it was just, like, hands down. And if I remember your numbers, I mean, it was, like, crazy numbers. It was, like, 52,000 people had voted. It was like, no, wow. no, no, he's going to get the award for this. And da, 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 you know. And then the team, I said, yeah. and I told him, I said, <laughs> I said, um, I said I'm going to step out of it. I said, because I'm biased. I'm like, I really love Tony, right? So I'm like, I can't even, like, be, I can't count. So I said, I need someone else to count and look at everything to make sure, and then to double-check, to double-check. <laughs> and every time it came out, the tallies were still the same. I mean, because, like, you won an award. Kim Scott won an award. Um, yep. Oh, God. Um, um, oh, my God, I see his face. Greg Adams. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, he and his wife moved back to Maryland. 
and they bought a beautiful home, and I think they, oh, my God, as well as I know, I'm dream, dreaming of trains. Ken, Ken Navarro, oh, my God. But anyway. Yeah, Ken Navarro, I, I remember that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, and, and, um, <laughs> what's my girl's name? Who I don't even, I, I don't even know what she is. I think she may be still in Atlanta. Tony Red. You know yeah, Tony Red, she's still in Atlanta. Okay, okay, cool. Right. I, have not, I haven't talked to Tony in a second. I have to, like, just, you know, just uh, really reach out to her. But you just really took me back. And, you know, and I hope that there are people who are listening on this call to say, you know what, just because I'm in my Chapter 5, you may be in your Chapter 2. So it's like, please stop comparing yourself to another artist, to another person, whether it's a writer, singer, right. performer, because you don't know what it takes for them to be them. You don't know the sleepless nights. You don't know the sacrifices that you just mentioned to say, okay, well, okay, I want to make this project, but it's going to cost X, Y, and Z, and I know I need so many different types of producers. I need to collaborate with this person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know with, with collaboration, sometimes it's like, okay, man, you know, I'll collaborate, you know, and then when I have a project, you collaborate. So sometimes it's a barter, then other times you've got to dig deep. If you want yeah. that sound, I, trust me, I, I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, and it's it's, it's a funny thing because <laughs> you know you're saying that, and I'm thinking back to you know the early days of doing that first album that that got me the award, and and uh, seeing the the gentleman that produced the record, his growth. So the same guy that produced that finally album is now playing and producing and writing for Gerald Albright. He's in Gerald's band, wow, uh, his touring band, and uh, and actually produced uh, one of the songs that went number one on the on the latest EP. He also produced. Um, uh, the, the the before I let go joint on the the last summer horns record, so right, see him right, graduate, right, right. you know, matriculate to where he's at, and he started with me in smooth jazz, you know, back in 2009, trying to get this record done in his basement, you know, mm-hmm. doing the best we could with what we had, and uh, you know, me taking that record and just working it the best I, I mean, I, I I had you know some people on the team, but I, I was still learning myself, I was still learning the this new world, and so right. when I think about moments of what what happened when, you know, the sense of accomplishment that I had when I got the award from you, when, you know, other things happened that year. You know, whenever I think about 2011, even though I was struggling really hard, I always smiled because that year was such a big year for me. And that year mm-hmm. is the reason why 10 years later we're here on this phone right now because that was the year I broke out. And that was the year I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And, you know, I had to move back in with my parents, you know, at mm-hmm. 36 years old. And had to make sure, okay, well, I'm still a dad, so let me make sure I'm, you know, a lot of times when I needed to make moves with music, I had to take care of Layla, you know. Um, I had to take right. care of my oldest daughter, so I had to be a dad first. Right. And I, I said, okay, that's right, the only right. thing I won't sacrifice is, is stuff for my kids, but I might not have the nicest car. I mean, I have all the gear I want, but I'll, I'll, I'll see it through. I'll just keep playing, keep performing, you know, keep pushing um, and take whatever tour dates I can get, you know, and, and, and capitalize on on the support, you know, that people were showing and um, really wanted to get me, get, get me to that national level, you know, and, and it's been, you know, a journey of ups and downs ever since then, but I'm so thankful mm-hmm. that I had the tenacity and, and the prayers and support of people like yourself to to keep going. Cause that, you know, you never know some, you know, some artists, they, they get awards and they just, well, it ain't a Grammy. It's like, dude, wait, somebody thought about you or you, you know, you have this right. this this, uh, this accolade. I that really let me know that I had to keep going. That that didn't let me look back. Oh yeah. That was one of those things that oh, year yeah. that said, okay, you can, you're there. You, 
you're going to be all right. So um, it, it's uh, it's amazing to me, you know, how much time has gone by, you know, when I think about it. And it's like mm-hmm. uh, I'm just just so grateful and so um, so just eternally thankful for for this gift and that, you know, I'm still able, and I still have time to, to do more things, you know. Uh, someone told me last night I did a oh show called God, The Spoons, yeah. and Lou was there. Lou was there. Uh, my neighbor <laughs> mate, Omar Wilson, was uh, he was the the opening act, and you know, <clears throat> my special guest, I should say, killed it. And so uh, this gentleman came up to me, said, "You know, Tony, I I went to school with his son and daughter uh, way back, you know, since like ninth grade. Um, so I, it's so funny, I knew him, just met their mom for the first time after all these years, and." I didn't realize that I was being talked about so much by the families. Like, oh, Sophie talks about you all the time. So yeah, Sophie, we go back to ninth grade, you know. She said, yeah, she remembers you, you know, <laughs> in middle high school trying to play, playing the, in, the, in the courtyard and trying to serenade people back then, you know. I'm like, yeah, I used to do that, you know. Um, my old old antique soprano sax, I don't even know what brand that horn was. It's an old horn, <laughs> but I had one, you know. And she's like, look at him now, like, you know, he's, he never gave up, and I'm like, dang, you know, I for, I don't think about that kind of stuff all the time, but he brought that up to me, like, you know, my daughter used to talk wow. about you then, he said, I came to the show because I've, I've been supporting you, and I'm just really, he said, it's long overdue, but it happened, he's like, I just want that to work out, and um, I want, you know, everything that you've been wanting to happen for you, I'm just like, man, this is just humbling, as I don't know what, but it's like, okay, Lord, I hear you, so I got to keep pushing, and um I, I take it all in stride, you know. It's it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and you know what? And sometimes, you know what? You do need those God wings. And I feel like in 2011, that's what that was. You know, you yes. just went to see people. People wouldn't know. You moved back in with your parents. You know, you had your daughters. You had to take care of them and that kind of thing. And people mm-hmm. just think, you know, again, we make it look like it's easy, but it was like, and, and I remember, I mean, there was just a plethora of artists, and then and people were mad. Okay, I didn't even talk about that. People, well, wait a minute. Well, how come I didn't get an award? <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, yeah. First of all, you oh have yeah. To get on the ballot. <laughs> it was crazy. You have, right. first of all, you have to get right. on the ballot. I'm like, okay, look. It was a fair. It was a fair survey and voting process to send out um, for all the fans that tune into the show because. We had over a we had over a uh, hundred thousand uh, downloads per month. Come on now, per month. I mean, it was it was huge. We were just trying to figure out. It's like, okay, we want to make this fair. We want to make this equitable. How do we decide? I said, I've got to do something because there were so many incredible artists. And I don't know if people were doing award shows back then, but I just knew that we needed to do it. And this was before there was even a virtual component. And I was like, okay, look, I created my own virtual component back, at, yeah. back in the day. And I said, I got gotta let these, I gotta let the artists know, and you know, and then find the company to make the awards and just the whole bit, and then all of that. But the point is, it was a God wink to say, you know what? I know things are tough. I know you're really challenged right now, but he put this gift in you. I believe, God, I believe that you were born with this gift because your playing, Tony, is so different. Like, I could name off, you know, let me, let me just name some sax players. I'll just name them. And some of them are more old school. Everyone from mm-hmm. Najee to Kim Waters to, to uh, Tom Braxton, um, Kenny G, Boney James, um, 
D. Lucas, your boy. I mean, all of everybody is like so good, right? But everyone's mm-hmm. sound is and style is so different. And I believe that part of the the voraciousness, the way that you play, is because of your experience. It's because of what's down in you. It's because of yes. things you walk through. So when you get on yes. stage, it's like that soul comes out, that fire, you know, comes out and um, oh, <laughs> I've looked at your videos. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. We've looked at the videos, and I see how people respond. There's an instant connection when you're on stage. You connect with your audience immediately. I've seen it where it's taking time with other artists. It was like, mm, how long do I have to sit through this? Okay, I hope you only going to play one set. I mean, that's, that's bad when you listen in the audience, but I'm saying you have felt well, you've been at what it's been at the Soil Dub, where you've been at Spagatini's, where you've been at Nam. You felt when the audience connected with you, right? When you pulled them oh, right in, you know what? the first <clears throat> it's, it's a it's a beautiful thing, you know. <laughs> and that that's that was always the goal because some of those players that you named, you know, we we learn from, you know, their ability to to, to captivate the crowd and. and you have some oh, saxophone yeah. players that just get up on stage and they're great players, but they, they get up there, they play their hits, you know, the records that we all know, and we're entertained, and, and it's a fun time. And there's some horn players that have something to say, you know, or, or mm-hmm. playing, you know, um, like this one lady said about me, I did this gig one time with Asia in, uh, in Houston back in, like, 2012, and uh, her comment to me, she said, Tony Exum played the saxophone like his rent was due. And I buzzed up laughing. I was Come like, wow. <laughs> right? I'll never forget that. And so wow. that is, that's very true. You know, a lot of times I, for a long time, that's all I had. All I had was the stage to get it out. I didn't have a therapist. <laughs> right. You know, I didn't right. have a, uh, I, I wasn't trying to take no medicine and nothing like that. So I'm like, <laughs> all I got is the stage <laughs> and this horn. <laughs> So oh, this is where I'm going to put God. it out there, and and I, I I believe that I have to understand that and, and accept that because it's it's been said to me several times over the years by lots of different people that you know in in, in your line of work as well, but just even fans that said, man, you know, you just put it all out there. Like certain players mm-hmm. do this and that, but Tony is up there, and by the time he gets done, he's like, here I am. And I don't know any other way to be. It just I just became that guy. Just I just started You're using wrong. this gift. Yeah, I just I didn't. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily intentional. Just over the years, all the experience of being on stage, playing and playing and playing, and then the things I was going through and had to face, and things that I had to good and bad and, and, and terrible. I was like, I don't right. have anything else. I don't have you know. <clears throat> right. Uh, this is it. Like some people say, you know. I'm sad, but I got a million dollars in the bank. You know, I'm like, I don't even have that. So I'm about to just let mm-hmm. this work for me. And maybe I can help move somebody else in the process. But even if I don't, you know, wow. um, this is just what I have to, to, this is what God has given me to, to, um, to put it all out there. And, and it's, it's, it, it's working, you know, it's working. It is definitely working. So with that being said, I just want to jump into the music. I'm going to have you to set up this track. Um, I'm going to say it's one of my favorites, but I always say that because the music, it is when you sit music. So <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> we're going to play Get At You. Um, tell, us, tell us about this title. Um, tell us about the collaboration. Set it up for us, and then we're going to play it for the fans because I see the folks that logged onto the board. I see you guys. Don't be shy. 
press the one on your phone. I'll open up the board, and you guys can talk to Mr. Tony Exton Jr. So set it up for us, Tony, and then I'll play it. So is this the uh, what's the first one? Um, Get at you. That's what you sent me. So I have that yeah, loaded. Oh, oh, that's mm-hmm. what, okay. So this is the latest one. All right, right. This is the latest mm-hmm. single. Mm-hmm. This is the one that's still in the top 100. I'm very happy about that. Uh, Soul Jazz Network um, and also Radio Wave. You know, uh, big shout out to all nice. the stations that continue to play it. Thank you so much. This was written by a friend of mine from right here in Colorado Springs who's from Detroit. We call him Motown. His name is Desmond Washington. He's the featured keyboard <laughs> player, but he's the producer and uh, uh, co-writer of the of the track itself. And so um, this is a fun tune. And uh, I just, I'm just i just thankful that uh, I was able to get it out there and, and radio uh, definitely responded to it. So everybody, this is the latest from me. Get at you. All right, you guys, Super Bowl Sunday, here you go. Time to party.
Hello, I'm bassist Al Turner. Something big is brewing on Coffee Talk Jazz Radio. You'll hear technical innovators on bass and guitar with no overdubs. Each artist plays music with an uncommon depth of feeling. So join the jazz conversation each week with Miss Bridget. She is the coffee lady. My name's Al Turner. All right, My website is alturner.com. You can email me at alturnermusic at aol.com. Like me on Facebook at alturnermusic. Also follow me on Twitter at alturnermusic. All right, guys, uh, we are back and we're broadcasting live. You're listening to the very best in Blog Talk Radio here at Coffee Talk Jazz with your girl on the mic, Miss Bridget Lewis, and very special guests. The boards are lit up. They're chomping at the bit. Tell me, you ready to take some calls? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello, 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 and welcome. You're on live with Miss Bridget Lewis of Coffee Talk Jazz. Please tell us where you're calling from. What is your name? Do you have a question or shout out? Looks like you're calling from two two oh three area code. Okay. You're on live caller. Are you Tony, there? Tony Tony X and Junior, why are you so bad? This is Lou Humphrey calling. Hi. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting up label president. That's my new boss. <laughs> I'm listening to this interview. It's a wonderful interview. And I just want to say uh, both to you and to the host, uh, my experience last night of seeing my artist Tony perform was just unbelievable. I was so uh, joyed in the heart by what I had seen. And I believe that Tony is going to be something to reckon with. I would uh, (laughs) encourage anybody who does not know yet, has not seen yet, to firmly put Tony Exum Jr. on their peoples to see in terms of performance and records to buy. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say and call and say, Tony, I'm so proud of you. And I look oh, forward you, to man. real big things that are going to happen moving into the future. Uh, bro, I'm, I'm wow. equally excited, if not more. Just And this feels good to know that somebody is, with his experience, I understand that Lou is, is an industry vet. And mm-hmm, to have his mm-hmm. approval, to have his support means a lot. And, and I'm, it was a blessing to have him out here, and, you know, in my stopping grounds and, you know, to kind of just, just be around. And, and it's funny, you know, we signed to the company, but our, our relationship was just mainly by phone. So we met face-to-face. So now I understand him more by being around him mm-hmm. and, and face-to-face conversation. And, and so now I'm like, okay, now I see what <clears throat> what he's doing and what he's trying to trying to accomplish and what he's done with, you know, some of my label mates. So I'm I'm just super excited and humbled and and he knows I'm ready to work. I'm ready to get get going. <laughs> so Well I would just say yeah. keep up the hard keep up the good work, the hard work, and we shall arrive together. Yes, sir. Wow, wow. I thank you so much for signing Tony. Um we saw it back we saw it dot what, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years ago and I can say that Tony has been consistent uh, across the board, I mean, his character, the integrity in this business, you have to have integrity. Otherwise, you're not going to laugh because the jazz community 
I mean, music as a whole is big, but the jazz community is very small, and people talk, you know what I mean? And so just his right. his tenacious spirit and his integrity, to me, has really taken him and brought him really to where he is, you know. And I feel like really now is his time. It's, you know, he's in the forefront, and I see great things on on the horizon. And I'll certainly be around, you know, to clap and to continue to, to support him. And I just think he's incredible. Oh, absolutely. And I just want to say one last thing. You know, the 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 older generation, you know, the vanguard of the generation need to understand that they need to make room for extraordinarily talented people like Tony. And I think that right. Tony is definitely the next generation to come in, and I'm going to do everything in my power to help him get there. Wow. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Yes. Please continue to stand by and enjoy the rest of the show. We've got some we've got some real goodies. Um, Lou, I would love to send you a Coffee Talk Jazz radio T-shirt or a Coffee Talk Jazz magazine uh, T-shirt, and I can get the information from Tony getting your size. And uh, we'd love to have you to represent our global global brand with our 11.5 million listeners and our 232,000 uh, subscribers to our magazine. So we want you in the shirt. I'm just saying. <laughs> anything I can, any, any, anything I can do, I'm honored to do. All right, Ooh. thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so much. We'll talk soon. All right, guys. Blue. All right, thank take care. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Okay, so I got to ask you. After hearing, after hearing Lou's voice, he's coming on live to give a verbal endorsement. I mean, this is a global platform. We have over 200 cities that are on live. Right now, we've got New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, Philadelphia, San Antonio, San Diego, which you're going to be touring there in a little bit, San Jose. How is that making you feel with him? That endorsement is incredible. I I, I feel like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm speechless right now because understand the, the, the level that Lou comes from because he's been in the game for a long time. So when he, he gets his hands on something, he means it. He's very intentional how he moves. And and yeah. he doesn't take no for an answer, you know. Um, so I'm like, <laughs> just sitting here like, Lord, you, I'm in good hands. I I, I can, I'm thinking yeah. about, you know, just uh, see. That's the thing about about when you're a true artist, because when you have a situation like this that comes this way, and and you remain humble and you remain uh, with 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 God in in in, in the mix first and foremost, and you recognize the blessings that you that He's bestowed upon you. You don't get entitled. You get like, oh, what else can I do? You know. So I'm gonna like, all right, well, I'm I'm gonna like I told Lou, I'm like I'm gonna continue to be that worker bee, and and make sure that his investment in me is 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 uh is worthwhile. Like like I said, like his like Omar Wilson said, you know, he said it to us uh, we were having breakfast the other morning. He's like, you know, my thing was put me in these places, and I'll show you why I deserve to be there. I mean, I'm gonna work hard and represent the person that's sticking their neck out for me. And so for me to be on this team, it's like, wow. It, it really just blows me away sometimes because uh, last year this time I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get this single out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Okay, well, you know, uh, let me take these little small gigs, put that money in the bank, you know. Um, what else can I do? All right, well, i got a couple of people that might want to invest. Let me call them up. Let me present a plan to them. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll say yes, you know. I was strategizing my own lane, but I wasn't like, right, right. I'm going to get a deal. I'm like, are we still dealing with COVID? 
thank goodness it's opening back up. But let me just take advantage of everything that that uh, um, has been done. And you know, and big shout out to, uh, of course, Gina McCain, too, um, a manager, booking agent. Uh, she's been tireless in trying to, you know, make sure that I stay working as best as she possibly can. So now that I have her and to reinforce that with Lou Fantastic. and BSE, I just feel like okay, dreams are really going to start coming true, and I can actually just get back to being that creative person I've always been, and take a few of these hats off a little bit, and and, and hone in on the the creative side. So I'm just just really thankful right now. It feels really good to know, wow, um, that this is happening. I, I'm I'm truly humbled, and and um, I can't say it any other way. <laughs> really, wow. I'm going to share a story with you, which will definitely know that you're uh, on the right path. And I just say, just keep walking. I remember when um, everyone know everyone knows who Paul Jackson Jr. is. If, if people don't know, they must be living under a rock. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> right. Right. And yeah, when um, when Paul when Paul Jackson Jr. Um, when the magazine first started, this was in 2000 and Thirteen. I mean, can you believe we're we're, we're in twenty, we're in we're in twenty twenty two, and the magazine's still here. We're digital now. The magazine's still here, but I remember this story. I was literally, I was on the phone with Patrice Russian. Here's what people don't know. There's someone you're going to need some help in this business. You absolutely cannot do it alone. So stop trying to be the Lone Ranger. Okay, no man is an island. You cannot do it by yourself. You've got to ask for help. You've got to collaborate, and you need a team. So the story is, um, I remember, first of all, talking to Paul's mom, Blanche. I mean, she's passed away now. So Paul Sr., Mm -hmm. um, his mother, Blanche, and then his sister, Karen, used to be his manager. I mean, Paul and I go, like, way, way, way back where – I remember when Paul used to be in the garage at 14 years old. Come on now. At 14 years old, when everybody else was outside playing and doing hopscotch and playing basketball and hoops and doing all that, Paul and his dad were in the garage, and he was playing. He knew at 15 years old, I'm going to be a professional uh, bassist, songwriter, so on and so forth. Here's what people don't know is that Patrice Russian lived up the street from Paul. And Patrice, Patrice would go down every morning and go and get Paul and hold his hand, and they would walk to school together, right? And so they Mm -hmm. started out just as neighbors, as good friends, as things went on, and she realized his talent. This is what people don't know. It was Patrice who started taking Paul around and introducing him, and that was how he began to get session work because he was that great. I mean, he was that good, and he he just knew. So, I mean, he out surpassed what she had done, you know what I mean? But it's the fact that she took his hand, even as a young, as a young boy at 14, 15 years old when he was playing. But I mean, he was like little, we're talking about grade school. They've known each other like that long. And she saw something in him and she said, Hey, you know what? Let me, let me, let me, let me take this, let me take this young man by the hand and kind of take him around. I mean, they still have a wonderful, amazing, incredible friendship to this day. And, you know, He's played with everyone from the late Michael Jackson to late Whitney Houston. You look on the back of any CD mm-hmm. cover, any album from BD and CC Wine, yep. Paul Jackson is there. And the point for me sharing that is that somebody had to help you. Someone is going to help you. And, you mm-hmm. know, I just want to encourage those folks who are listening in. 
Um, you know, don't give up that hope. Don't give up that dream. Just keep going because you don't know where it's going to land you. I'll use me as an example. When I started this business, I was not well-received. I did not have a black book. I didn't know anybody in Hollywood. Um, I came from the whole educational sector, but music really mm-hmm. saved my life. And what a lot of people don't know is this is back in 2006, and I received a telephone call from my sister, and her voice was almost just inaudible. I could barely make out what she was saying, and she was trying to tell me that something was going on with my mom, and my mom had collapsed. My mom had collapsed at home, and I was living in another city, and I said, I said, okay, I remember getting up that morning, and I I said, Sissy, I said, it's going to be okay, and I said, there's only two hospitals that you can take her to at that time, and it was Sentinel Hospital, where there was, um, was Sentinel Hospital, was Daniel Freeman Hospital, and so I talked with my mom the night before. My mom sounded fine. My mother had never been sick before. I get to the hospital. My mom is unconscious. She didn't even have any, any color. And I'm like, my mind is trying to process everything. And so then her doctor, her doctor says, her, her doctor says, we don't quite really know what's going on with your mom. He said, but we're going to do an MRI. We're going to do an MRI, and that's going to tell us everything we need to know. Dr. Yadagar does an MRI. He comes back, and I'm, I'm the only oh. person in there with my mom. And he holds up the x-ray, and he says, your mom has a blood clot in her brain stem, and she's bleeding out and she has a 40% chance um, that she's probably not going to make it. I'm like, well, I'm going to go with the 60%. Can we go with the 60? And in that moment, right. everything in my life completely changed, Tony. It was, so, it was so traumatic for me. And so then he was saying, well, most people don't survive the kind of brain injury that your mom, that your mom has. And I just remember looking at him and I said, whatever you need to do in order to save her life, I said, let's do that. And I remember, Tony, as, as sure as I'm talking to you right now, the Holy Spirit said to me, and for people who don't know, I'm a Christian, and I got down to my mm-hmm. mom's ear, and I began to speak to her, right? I began, I began to speak to my mom in her ear, and I told the doctor, I said, let's go. Now, we're on the other side of that. My mom gets through the surgery. We get into ICU. My mom is in a coma. My mom is, my mom is in a coma, and they were just mm-hmm. like, okay, it's still looking, you know, pretty bleak, and we just don't know. And so the thing that saved me, Tony, was the music. There was a song by award-winning guitarist Peter White called Perfect Moment, and it was something about yes. the, chord, the, chord, the chord progression. It was something about the melody. It was just something about the way the song just hit my soul, and I said, I've got to find out who he wrote this song for, why he wrote this song, what was going on in his life, because it was that song that every time I go to the hospital to visit my mom, tears would be rolling down my face, um, going to the hospital and coming back and forth. And finally, I said, I, I'm going to reach out to him. I want to know why he wrote this song. And so that's how literally Coffee Talk was started. I reached out to Peter. I didn't know him. And I said, I want to interview. I want to talk to you and tell you how your song has really saved me and, and helped to really save, you know, my mom. And so Peter responds back and he said, yes, I'll do an interview for you. And I was literally at home in my childhood bedroom and I was sitting wow. there and I had, I had coffee in my hand and I had a napkin and the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, write this. I said, what? In the most audible, clear voice, I wrote coffee jazz. I'm like, coffee jazz? Like, what is that? Coffee radio? What? Coffee jazz radio? Radio jazz? 
I'm like, oh, my God, wow. Coffee Talk Jazz Radio. Literally, that was how Coffee Talk was birthed in 2007 on a napkin. My mom's in the hospital. That song, Peter said, I'll interview with you. And the rest is literally history for real. I'm just saying. Wow. And wow. I, I didn't know that. Right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're coming from a place yeah. of, 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 uh, of purpose, you know. Wow, that's that's an, that's amazing. So that's why you're still here. That's why 2022, your brand is as strong yeah. as it is, and you've stood the test of time. A lot of people have tried to do yeah. what you do, and they, yeah. they they've given up on other things. So that lets me know. Now I understand more why you are as passionate and why you work so hard for for us as artists to yeah. to do yeah. what we do. That's, yeah. a, that's an incredible story. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And. Um, the the thing that was something because the the crazy part is you know me working in academia they really put me in a situation and said well you know you're one of the best academic advisors I have a graduate degree from USC so I came out of USC and I was working there right and loving young people and passionate about music and just that whole that whole piece I was like well you know you're the best advisor they said but you know you need to come to work and I said but I also need to make you know medical decisions for my mom. She can't make them, so they really put me in a position to say, well, you know, you got to make a decision. Either you come to work or you're going to take care of your mom. So for me, they basically gave me an ultimatum. And before I, before I could make the decision, they fired me. Yeah, that's, that's, a, oh, that's wow. a whole other story. That's, yeah, that's, that's after, wait, but after 10 years, I was there for 10 years. I didn't just, like, start. I was there for 10 years. Uh-huh. And so I said, listen, let me, let me say this to you. I told my, I told my, my director, so let me say this to you. I don't know what kind of relationship you have with your family, and I don't know what type of relationship you have with your mother, but that's my mama. It's a difference. And she was very good mm-hmm. to her daughters. I said, in the time she needs me the most, I said, I'm not going to abandon her. I'm not going to leave her. I said, this is a job. It's a brick-and-mortar building. You only get one of those. I said, I'm out, right? And so from there, I right. literally had to figure it, figure it out, and we're on the other side of six months, and you talked about moving back in with your mom. I lost my condo. I turned my car into the dealership. The man that I was engaged to walked away. Come on now. This is a testimony. This is a real one, okay? And all I had was Coffee Talk Jazz Radio, and I'm at home with my mom. All of my stuff is in storage, and then USC did not want to pay me. They was like, no, we're not going to. I'm like, wait, wait, what? what? Y'all not going to pay me? Like, what are we talking about? And I've been here for 10 years. That's a whole nother story, but the point is, I said, okay, God, I do not understand what this is. I go from being a professional, and now I am a full-time living caregiver. Everything that I had was stripped away, car gone, house gone, man gone, and my mom is completely disabled, and I had some money, and the money that I had in my 401k, I busted that out, lived on that took care of my mom, and it was heart-wrenching, but it was the music and talking with artists and, you know, all of that. And there was no blog, I'm sorry, there was no, there was no Snapchat, there was no Instagram, there was no Periscope, there was no club, there was none of that. And when I built these relationships, I built these relationships organically through Twitter and through Facebook and just through word of mouth. And when I started, um, again, I was not well received because who is this woman and where did she come from? And my goal was at that time was to, because I also had a background in marketing and promotions. 
And so the, the idea was is to promote and market independent artists, and then the legends came in to, to promote, you know, independent artists who didn't have a platform, who didn't have a voice, voice. and I did not want the artist to be censored. You know what I mean? Because there was a lot of censorship and all that kind of stuff. And so with that being said, you know, there was no money in the beginning. So I feel you. When you were talking, I'm like, you took me, like, all the way. You took me all the way back. And I'll share with the fans, if you've got a goal, a dream, or a desire, you can't give up because one door closes. Because as I continued to take care of my mother, and it was very, very, very challenging, heart-wrenching for me, um, the door slowly began to open. And I remember there, was, there were just different times when there was light, but it was dark and it was, it was hard. And so one of the things I remember is um, we first got invited to the Grammys. I'm like, okay, like, wait, wait, like, what? Like, huh? We are yeah, invited to the Grammys? Yeah. And there was a pre-Grammy, there was a pre-Grammy event, and we were, my team and I, at this point, I had a team. I mean, it was the whole thing, right? See, this is the part that people don't know, <laughs> right? They don't know this part. Oh, yeah. You know, that I, and I created and built relationships, you know, with recording executives and movie and studio and members of the press and sound engineers and A-list musicians. I'm like, this has been over 15, this is at the 15-year mark, right? And so my point is, we're at a pre-gram event, and this is back when we were giving out business cards. Remember those days, uh-huh. right? And oh, right. giving out business cards. And I didn't know who I was giving the card to, right? So I had given a card to a television producer. I'm sorry, an, an executive for NBC Universal. I had no idea, Tony, right? So right. they had sent me an email. Well, things were popping off. Things, it was crazy. The calls, the, the mail. I mean, that's why I was working those long hours, but I found my stride. And so I did not respond to the email. So the executive called me, and she said, hi, this is Alyssa from NBC Universal. Can I speak to Ms. Bridget? I'm like, this is she. And she said, you know, we met about four, four or five months back at a pre-Grammy event, and I sent you a couple emails, and you didn't respond, but I wanted to talk with you. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, hey, how are you? And I said, um, I don't remember you, but such a pleasure, right? And she said, I have been watching you on social media for months. See, this is why you don't know. She said, I have been watching you, she said, on social media for months. And then I asked around. I called and I asked around, have you worked with her? Do you know her? Is she really the person that you see, you know, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like, yes, yes, yes. So she said, well, um, I don't know if you had ever considered, she says, but um, – there's a show called America's Got Talent, and I want to know, would you be interested in producing some shows for America's Got Talent? Wow. That was in 2015. And with that being mm-hmm. said, here's someone that's watching me, and the amount of money that was offered, it just it made me weak in my knees because it was almost the exact amount of money to the penny that we needed for another procedure that my mom needed, and we didn't have the money. We didn't, we didn't have it. And so... I tell you to keep going for anyone else who is looking to keep going because you don't know where that big break is going to come from. And I'm telling you that opened up the door and the world to what I'm doing now because some of what I'm working on, and we're going to play a a track in in a second, stuff that I'm working on now is um, 
I've been pulled in by Sony Entertainment, by Paramount Pictures and Netflix, and so we're working on licensing deal for artists. Hello, and we signed three last mm-hmm. year. Hello, uh, right? I'm just saying. So for you guys that's, that are listening, and, and, you, that's why I say, come on now, don't despise the small beginnings because you don't know where it's going to take you. You don't. Mm-hmm. It's a building process, <laughs> and you just outline how relationships are so God. important. So what you were doing. The same thing that we're doing, the same thing you've been doing on our behalf, you know, um, yeah. to to build things. So you know that's that's a powerful story because, you know, first of all, you you, you know you did the right thing. You honored your mother. Oh you know, yeah. Like, like the words did. Uh, and so those things are always a blessing when you do that. You know, any decent person is going to do that, but when it sometimes when it mm-hmm. takes a certain level of sacrifice, um, that can be difficult and. Um, I got a chance to moving back home actually was a blessing for me because I got to see a little bit more of what my mother was going through because she has you know, mm. lupus and fibromyalgia and some other, you know, mm. all new things happen. You know, she has really bad days and good days and my mom could have checked out a long time ago. You know, she's been dealing with this since 97. Um, but she, she refuses and I, I love that uh, about her. But there's some tough moments. You know, and, and um, yeah. I was able to take care of her, you know, while I was living there a little bit better and kind of step up, you know, uh, take some of that off of my sister who was living there for a little bit too. And then she moved out. And, right. You know, and I'm still, you know, trying to travel and I'm touring and, 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 mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, getting certain gigs and getting all excited and running upstairs like, mom, you know, <laughs> here I'm 30 some years old. Wow. So guess what? I just got off the phone with, um, uh, uh, <laughs> Sedona Jazz on the rocks. I'm playing. I'm going to be there. They booked me, you know, and right, you know, yeah. I'm doing Spagatini for the first time. They finally, they finally called back, you know, her seeing the excitement and, and seeing me, mm-hmm. you know, start to become this national artist that I always wanted to be. So, you know, that's a, that's an important story. I'm, I'm so glad you, you talked about that because a lot of people don't know the, the background of even those that, that create the opportunities and open up the doors for us as artists. They have their sacrifices too. They have their, uh, those days and those moments that uh, are life-changing. And, you know, big shout-out to Peter White. I love Peter White. I always see him. You know, he always greets me with a hug. He's, he's super cool. Mm-hmm. Such a nice guy. He super is. Funny, you know, uh, and uh, just one of the, the gems of the business. Um, Matt, respect for oh, Peter. Oh, God. Yeah, you like know. Matt, respect. I remember when I told Peter this story, and he said, hearing your story, Bridget, he said, it's one of the reasons why I'm the palest, whitest musician in the business because – this is why I travel 300 times, you know, out of the year that I'm away from my family. It's hard, but this is what I love. I'm in call, you know, to do this. And he said, because I go from the venue to the airport, I'm on to the next. He said, and, and I just remember when we talked about, you know, his mentor, you know, Al Stewart, he's from a, a tiny town called Letchford, England. And we talked about his pyrotechnic brother, Danny, and how he started playing the way he did and building up the blisters on his fingers. And I'm thinking Peter White is not the Peter White. He wasn't, he didn't start out like that, that because his brother set right. fire to his bedroom, then his original guitar got burnt up in the bedroom. Right. And then wow. he found another guitar. Right. I'm telling you. And, and I think the one he has now is, but I think he calls it beauty or blue beauty or something like that. But to hear mm-hmm. that story and people look at him, it's like, well, ooh, how do you get here? And I'm thinking, okay, y'all don't even know the backstory of a lot of these artists, which is again, why created the platform because the old smooth, you know, 94.7, the wave, and then those types of stations, they begin to change the genre 
and now it's considered as contemporary right. jazz, you know, if you will. And so I said, God, with the voice she's giving me in the platform, I said, if I can do anything to help these artists, even if I'm the, the spring to get them to the next, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I want to jump into some more music. Um, don't run from love. Man, this has just been uh-huh. such a powerful experience. You want to set this one up and then we're going to play it for the fans? Yes. Yes. So this is a song that uh, my man Vandell Andrew, great saxophone player. Hey, Mr. Texas. From, uh, <laughs> Texas, right. Texas is my guy. Um, you know, from uh, Dallas, my way to New Orleans, and um, uh, he just he said, "Man, I got this track for you, T." Um, played it for him. He said, "I got a hook," and so uh, I was in a relationship at the time, and I kept trying to get this young lady to see that I was a good guy because she kept trying to like break up with me all the time, and it didn't seem right, you know. And I was just kind of like, "Well, I'm not gonna let her go. I'm gonna, you know, pursue this lady and just follow my heart." <laughs> So she ended up running anyway, but uh, I wrote the song. Uh, well, she left that out. Time. Duh. Right. <laughs> because I wanted her I'm, to know I'm that, sorry, you know. I digress. I was cool, so I'm I, sorry. <laughs> no, okay. It's okay. It's, I, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, we go through. And so I was like, yo. And, uh, we, I went to, and I went to Van Dale's crib. I went to, you know, drove down to Dallas. And uh, I was like, man, let's record this face-to-face, you know, instead of just sending each other tracks. Let's sit down and, and you know, I'll come to you and we'll knock it out. So we took an afternoon and recorded it right in his uh, home studio. And uh, he said, what you want to call it? And because that situation was on my mind, you know, I called it Don't Run From Love. And it worked. <laughs> so I took that in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So let's go, folks, with Don't Run From Love from very special guest, Tony X.
Hi, this is Marco. And this is Stan. And we are the Smooth Jazz Alley. We'd like to thank Coffee Talk Jazz Radio for our live interview with Ms. Bridget Lewis. And also for our successful four-week radio campaign that has made us a top seller in jazz on CDBaby.com. live on this beautiful, gorgeous Super Bowl Sunday as Tony Exum Jr. is knocking it out of the park with Get At You and his latest, latest single, Wow. Okay, now, the reason that you guys heard that amazing applause track, because here's what I want you guys to do. Tony he has a 14-city tour and includes going to San Diego Jazz Festival, San Diego, Spagatini, the Soil Dove, and more. So, Tony, um, when are you going to hit the road? When are you starting? So I'm hitting the road actually very soon. Um, this coming Sunday, uh, I'll be in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, uh, doing a show hey. with our sax, sax man, uh, Rob White. Um, come yeah. back home for a little bit. I go to Long Beach and do uh, Harvell's. Uh, after that, I think I have um, – so that is Las Vegas. Um, and then mm. – Berkshire Jazz Fest. I'm looking forward to that. Berkshire Jazz Fest, April 8th and April 9th. Ooh. I'll be doing Gerald Beasley's uh, Jam and then doing my own solo show uh, on that Saturday wow. afternoon. So, yeah. Gerald Beasley, man. I've not talked to Gerald probably in 10 years. You know what? Tell Gerald I said hello, where you at, all the other will. good stuff. That, that's, right. that's a bad boy. I mean, that's a bad yeah. boy. Like, he's been busy, busy, busy. Um, he's an East Coast guy, if I remember correctly. I believe, yes. right? I think yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, my memory, my, I've probably interviewed thousands of artists and had so much different interaction. But, Tony, let me just say this before we conclude. I'm so proud of you. Um, I see Thanks. where God is taking you. Continue to stay the course. Um, this is not just music for you. It really is a ministry for you. And I believe that people and that music – People, you know, to me, it's like they get set free from hearing a, a, a song. Like you said, you know, this is like in therapy when you're on stage and you got to just get it, you know, get it out. Um, I'm excited to know you like I'm going to be around to continue to watch you just to ascend. Um, I'm not going anywhere. I can't wait to the next. Uh, I believe that we will be at NAM. Hopefully the doors really open because typically it's in January and we have the Grammy awards but because of COVID and everything you know and our safety and all yeah. that of course you know they said you know we're not going to do NAM until June but um, I plan on being at NAM this year yay I got to see my people I miss you guys so much and I have to like yeah, get reconnected yeah. with a lot of people I can't like the team like we ready to go we ready to go we're going to be there we're, we're going to be there so I'm well, going to leave you I... with the last word we're going to take it out with a song go ahead Tony. okay so, yeah, and, and just to, to double up on that, yeah, I'll definitely be at NAM. So uh, I'm not going to miss it this year. So, you know, uh, 
Uh, they pushed it out till June, but I, I plan on being there too because it's it's been a it's been too much fun. So this last song, big shout out to my my, my brother. Uh, and I do mean that sincerely, uh, Mr. Joel Del Rosario, great artist, great producer, great guitarist. He's one of the baddest. Um, he wrote this song for me or produced it. The track, it's kind of like a mantra for me, you know, kind of like an anthem. And uh, he told me, he said, you know, this is this is uh, this is all you, Tony. And um, so play this song like you know you you're walking up to some young lady at a picnic and you want to introduce yourself or something. He <laughs> started laughing. I was like, okay, okay. He said, you're singing it to her, man. You know, this is what you're gonna sing to her. And in the name of the song is My Name's Tony. And it just when I play and I say that, I'm like, no, I didn't name that. You know, my man did. Um, but that definitely worked, and that song really kind of gave me a, a nice little push on radio to where um, I think, you know, on the radio side, I was starting to be taken a little bit more seriously with this uh, this particular song, and it's a song that I have to play at every show now, so that's the that's the cool thing, you know, wow. we all have that one tune, but now I can't do a show and not play the song, so this is my, my closeout joint, you know, and um, I love it, so wow. this is called My Name's Tony, produced and co-written wow. by the great... Yeah, that's a bad boy. I love his guitar play. I got a question for you. Do you have your fast mm-hmm. in the car with you? Do you? I sure do. Ha! Just play. I I'm sure do. Play. I, I, want, I want to do something a little bit different. I want you to just play a little bit for okay. us. Okay. I want to do something a little bit different. Okay, cool. Okay, I can do that. Just give me a second to grab out the okay. truck. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hold All right, on. Let me get play, it real quick. Uh, All right. I'm going to go to, um, we'll just uh, jump in and we'll play another track and then we're going to come back and uh, Tony, he's going to give us some of that live action, y'all. Yes. (laughs) No problem.
All right, guys, we are back. You know, Tony's got his horn, and that was Living Water with Bob Bowen featuring saxophonist Chris Gopper. What a combo. So we're going to let you, we're going to just let you, we're going to let you tease the fans and then give out your website information. Um, this is super excited, guys. Are you ready to go? All right. Okay, let me make sure go here. Uh... Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're just going to wait for you to play. I know you may have to warm up a little bit. Okay. Can you hear now? Yeah, we can hear. Uh Uh-huh. All right. No, that's okay. We did first of all, you know what? We wanted we wanted a little we wanted a little teaser and that we wanted a little teaser. So here's what I need you to do. If if your Bluetooth is interfering with everything, that's okay. Where can our fans how can they follow you and where can they find you? You can follow me um on Instagram at uh, T Exum Junior, Tony Exum Junior Music on Facebook, uh, Mister Exum Junior, so M I S T R E X U M J R on Twitter, um, and then I'm also on TikTok as well. And uh, let's see, my website is TonyExumJr.com. Yeah, we've been lying to it, throughout the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So. All right, all right, all right. So it has been my absolute pleasure to host your show this afternoon. Boy, oh boy, I cannot wait to do it live in person at NAMM because you yeah. know I'm going to have to snag you just for a little sound bite at NAMM. I'm just saying. Of course. <laughs> it is just been. I got you. <laughs> it has been my absolute, uh, my absolute pleasure, and I want to say with music in our hearts and with jazz in our souls, we want to thank you, our friends, fans, and supporters for making Coffee Talk Jazz Radio number one. We love you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Have a super, super bowl Sunday, uh, Tony, and we'll talk soon. Bye, guys.
First Jazz Fest, what's going on? It's your friend Tony X Jr. here. I'm so excited and cannot wait to get back to Reading, Pennsylvania and jam with Gerald Beasley and perform a little bit and just have a good time and see all the wonderful people who come to the Berks Jazz Fest. Thank you so much for having me, April 9th and April 8th. Let me get that back. <laughs> 